The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 137 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Michelle. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. Welcome. Great to be great Woo-hoo. to be back in your ear holes for another week. How's, yeah. it, how's everybody doing? Oh my. Just dandy. I got the week off, baby. Ooh. Oh, nice. Gels. I'm sick. So, that's fun. Corey, let's schedule a fire this week. You're not working. <laughs> Let's get a little fire. Let's. Oh, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to call it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I could I, I not on Saturday. Let's do it this week. I swear. We'll yeah, man. Any, any night. Well, I still got to go camping, but oh, we'll see. God. Ooh, where are you going camping? Oh, just uh, not too, too far. A couple, maybe like 20, 30 miles from here. Oh, Corey, if you're thinking know. of going over into Ontario, there's a blanket ban on campfires. Ooh. Ooh, that's not fun. Done. No Having fun without all. a good campfire. I should have. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I should have just waited for you to get there and been like, "What? No campfires? Oh, come on, man!" <gasps> I would have had one tough. anyway. They would have thrown your ass right out. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a big, we'll huge sign that. right at the front of the of the campground. No campfires. None. I guarantee they would have thrown you right out. Or they would have said, like, put that fire out immediately. Oh, whatever. Maybe I'll check around here. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> oh, man. Smoky the bear. <laughs> well, guys, let's, just, let's get right into it here. Uh, as first heard in episode 75 of San Diego Sabres radio podcast, it gives us all at the Star Wars Commonwealth immense pleasure to bestow upon Matthew Salvatore the rank of Knight of the Star Wars Commonwealth. Congrats, Matt. Yes, Booyah. sir. Matthew. It's all about Matthew right now. Congratulations, sir. Da, da, da. If people don't know what, you know, people jumping into the show all, in and out all the time. If you don't know what a Knight of the Commonwealth, what is that? It's it's basically somebody who, who hangs out among our, our, our Star Wars Commonwealth brethren. Um, and you encourage and you contribute to the to the community, to, to the podcast in a positive way and in a consistent way. And after after amount of time... And we recognize that, and sometimes we get a bit lazy, but we do appreciate it. All of us appreciate um, our, our really committed and hardcore listeners, and uh, it's it's literally the least we can do to bestow upon these fine folks the, the the rank of Commonwealth Knight. So welcome, Matthew Salvatore, to the the Legion of Knights. Uh, I love that kid. We will watch your career with great interest. Yeah, and of, of course, be sure to check out Matthew's Pure Genius Lego Stop Motion Studios on YouTube. Super, Dude, super cool so stuff. cool. Yeah, and the super lately he's been throwing out these brain breaker questions, man. Like, oh yeah, yeah. His questions have been pretty like challenging, uh, intense, but man. like really good. Like it makes you stop and think a lot. Yeah, well, they're they're good conversation stars because they're often 
questions that you won't really come to, you could you can't come to a, a, a definite conclusion on so you just you yeah just there's like around no and real right each other. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh quickly now again matthew congratulations glad to have you aboard and uh collecting update time anybody have anything this week they want to share yeah uh i'll go, go ahead colors no, I was just going to say, I uh, dropped into the Lego store this week. I picked up a couple of um, uh, double sets. So I already had the um, the Microfighter Series 5 Millennium Falcon with Chewie and uh, the TIE Fighter. But I got, uh, yeah, I already bought those like at Christmas time, but I, I bought two more. And I'm going to be using those. I'm going to be building them. Um, in uh, one of my pages, either my... Um, Carlos Candido music page or uh, on the thinking out loud uh, Facebook page live build. And uh, I'm going to be giving them away uh, to uh, once I get to 10 patrons on my Patreon, I'm going to be giving two of those away. Ooh. Yeah. So it's going to be the ones that I built. I'm going to take them apart, throw them back in the box, seal it up with a little note. And uh, yeah, if uh, you're a patron, that's going to be one of my first giveaways. I'm, I'm glad you specified that. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you specified that you were going to take them apart and put them back in the box because I was going to ask, are you going to craggle them? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no craggle. No craggle. Uh, Corey, it's Michelle, anything you guys? Yeah, I, I got a little. I got a little something. It's just been a while, man. So it felt really good to get out there, actually. Like, and oh man, they had so much cool stuff on the pegs, like in the Marvel sense. Like they had the Mohawk Storm, the old school Wolverine, uh, Psylocke. I was like, oh, it was so hard. But I picked up the. Were, wait, uh, wait, wait, what? What oh, is that? You... Toys R Us. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. People will hear it. They'll anyway. hear what you just said. Keep going. Anyway, Batman: The Dark Knight. With the uh, the armor, I had to pick that up. I waited that out for over a year and some because I knew it was gonna drop. Finally pulled the trigger. It was like fifteen bucks. I was like, it's so sweet too. And I got a little like Dark Knight collection growing now, which is pretty sweet. Nice. I see that our uh, our Afra has arrived Absolutely. at your place, safe and sound at, at an eleven thousand dollar price tag. If you want to round up, right, Carlos? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That eBay thing was nutballs. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm pretty stoked to get my hands on that again. I just love the card back on that. It's just like, oh, it gives me chills. And one last thing, Kyle, you're going to be happy to hear this, but uh, the eagle has landed. Uh, the mystery loophole box is in the hands of the nerd room. A lot of little gems in there, but uh, I've told you once before, it, uh, from a certain point of view, has been handed off. So the nerd room is now the spark that will light the fire that will pass this book around. Oh, geez. They're going to have to get <laughs> – what is that instrument called? The one that, that little be, that uh, thing that blows air into your fire? What? What are those oh, called? That, that, that accordion thingy that you press up – you pull up yeah. and down? Yeah. Okay. I know what you mean, but I don't remember what it's called. Well, I wouldn't expect somebody in Los Angeles to know how to <laughs> – well, I mean my last place called? had a fireplace though. Oh, did it? My last two apartments have had a fireplace. So the last four fire years stove? of my life, I've had a fireplace that, that I've never used ever. <laughs> I, I, a, a fireplace bellows. That's what it's called. A fireplace bellows. bellows? That, that's what that's what they our friends over at the nerd room are now. 
because Corey, yeah. the, the 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 spark is so out. They're gonna have to pump that bellows thing for, for weeks to get it going again. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if anyone could do it, it's them. That's why it's been handed off. It's like uh, ten months to let that ones. thing smolder. Yep, it's smoldering. That's it. They're gonna save it. Ten months, unbelievable. Well, it's back on the rails, baby. <laughs> and the nerd room's gonna pump it up. Pump, I love how you just up. like. Oh, I, I I love how you put that whole thing together. Oh, just oh, just oh, just slip that in here and get rid of it. Wow. <laughs> It makes sense. I mean, at the last minute, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, they're it's going out west. Mm -hmm. Go west. All right. Well, I guess the nerd room is now on the hook, guys. There's three of you out there. Um, that should give you about uh, thirty or thirty months or so on Corey's schedule. (laughs) Hey, no worries, man. Just, just be sure to look at my drawing of Chopper, and uh, yeah, man. Enjoy the rest of the stuff that's in the mystery loophole box because, again, I'm stoked to hear about it because I almost forgot half the things I put in it, man. <laughs> but it got loaded it's at not, one it's point. It's not a time it capsule. Out, it got out of control. <laughs> uh, Michelle, anything new for you this week? Um, I bought, like, the Barnes & Noble exclusive edition of Thrawn. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, because uh, Eve told me all about it, and she's like raving about her her copy and then i asked if it was like an exclusive and she was like yeah so i like went online and i bought it nice job (laughs) have you begun reading it no i haven't yet but i did see y'all talk about like how um the like i i think people are saying like the irish accent on the audiobook (laughs) you were talking about that that's like really throwing you off let's let's give david a minute to breathe uh, compose himself he's getting mad as he he came into this podcast looking for a good time and now he's upset Sorry, all over guys. again. Um, yeah, no, I heard about that. And so I was like, um, yeah, I I have like, I'm one of those people. I think I've talked about it here before. I'm not sure. But I'm one of those people who's super picky about audiobooks. If like the person who's reading it, I, I don't, if it doesn't, if it's just like a cringeworthy voice, like I can't, I can't listen to it. Like I'm super picky. Um, well, this guy's so, really yeah. good. It's it's it, the guy who did the audiobook for The Last Jedi. And he nailed mm-hmm. that luke poe like all the male voices he yeah. crushed them every Wait, single but one of them who has an irish accent though thrawn no it's yeah. the, it's it's these random new characters in the book that but like padme comes across throughout the story it's 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 inf- it's infuriating why irish I, it's, it's very I odd i mean if they, like, if you could do it properly then why not but i was i was proper. also reading a tweet recently about something i can't remember if it was connected to that that um like that uh conversation thread but like about how everyone was talking about like why what is with this whole like when you go to space everyone has a british accent was that part of that thread <laughs> i don't know maybe like I, I remember reading it and being like it's so true like why does everyone in space have a british accent like did suddenly like the, the Brits like take over our space mission and like are I don't understand well, they're, they're expert like, colonizers so maybe they figured out space before the rest of us as well maybe oh, <laughs> oh, I was like why does everyone have an accent in space hey we wouldn't be here uh, if it weren't for the, for our friends over overseas true very true well yeah that's true half of me wouldn't be here because I'm <laughs> just your legs would be I'm, here British, Irish, and French. So yeah, on my dad's side. So yeah, just half. 
Um, so nothing new for me this week other than uh, my neighbor from across the street brought us a smashed up V-19 bomber from uh, the Clone Wars era of merchandise that her kids are done with. Uh, but I was rummaging through my boxes as I'm slowly unearthing my stuff and I found all my Tartakovsky Clone Wars figures. So it was nice. nice to look at them again. Um, but then I found like the Filoni line of Clone Wars figures from the film. <gasps> I could really, I had totally forgotten that I even had those. Like I've seen them. What? I've seen pictures of them online and I'm like, oh, cool. I wish I had bought those back in the day. <laughs> it's and you're been, like, what? It's been so long that they're at the bottom of the last box, at the bottom of my closet. I haven't seen these in years. That's so awesome. So I'm undoing the box. I'm like, what are these? And I pull it. I'm like, oh, my dear God. <laughs> there they oh, all are. That's a score. That's like the, that's like one of the best parts of collecting. Well, yeah, it's like a mystery box. You. It's like, thank you, past Kyle, for, for knowing that I would love <laughs> yep. these. Exactly. And it's funny because we, we just got through the 10th anniversary of Clone Wars. Like, it's not been that yeah. long since I bought these, but. They just I, because I know because when I bought them, I was also living in an apartment and I I was still at the phase where I was buying things and throwing them in a box and putting them in the closet. Now that was a lot like me, pretty much. And now they're now they're going to see the light of day. But the 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 very first Ahsoka figure. Oh, that that's amazing, man! You almost had to bleep me out there. With I'm so excited for you. I just I can't. It's it's uh, like Ahsoka them. packaged with uh, with Stinky Stinky the Hut there. Oh my that's god! Awesome, dude. That's worth a pay- pretty penny, man. Eh, yeah, it's it's not in mint shape, so I'm just I'm just glad that I have it. It's a little slice of Star Wars history there. That's dude, it's that's sweet. The the Asajj Ventress from that line is super nice. The yeah. Dooku from Ventress. that line. There's there's a Commander Cody, a Rex. They're they're awesome figures. I'm so found so happy I found those. How many do you have? 12 or 15. Oh, do you hear that? Jesus. He has, he has just enough not to give you any. Exactly. That's, right. that's, that's exactly that. right. Oh, that's, that's, I've been collecting them. Well, not that line, like the movie line, but, you know, like the series. I have some pretty sweet characters, man, but some of them, some of them are pretty costly now. And I'm sure with the ad, like with the addition of season eight, seven, like some of these price tags are probably going to go up. That would, that would be nice. Although I'm not going to sell them. But um, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I, I actually bought one like at a comic kids book could shop. Maybe in the future. Like I think it was two 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 years ago, our, our guy, our comic guy, he like rummaged through his bins, and he had a uh, um, Savage on his uh on his wall. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy that for like I think I bought it for like nine bucks, and I got home, and it's like this the certain model that it was it was like eighty bucks US on most sites. You know, I was like, holy cow. Well, isn't the card back uh, on that? Uh, dark blue yeah so the, yeah. the ones i'm talking about is is they're white they're card white. backs yeah. yeah with the clone it's a clone trooper helmet and it's like a metallic blue star wars on it they're they're really I nice but yeah what a find i was so i was so like so i didn't buy anything this week star wars related but it feels like i bought a whole collection of stuff yeah for sure that's always nice can i can i just jump in here with uh with a little bit of a collecting thing sure uh, because we're we're getting a bunch of the new um, Legos. Uh, August first, a lot of Legos coming on on uh, on August first, and um, the top four uh, in price range are all things that I would not want to get. Uh, like price per piece, not not happening. But when you get closer to the bottom of the range, 
Uh, you have uh, Anakin's uh, Jedi Starfighter, 25 bucks Canadian, it's 20 US. I think it's a Walmart exclusive in the US. It's freaking gorgeous. You have the Hoth Medical Chamber with a special printed Luke and Leia. And they're not, you know, the Leia. Oh, it's the kissing, are, it's are the ra- kissing siblings. The kissing yes. sibling set. Yeah, and Luke is in his tidy uh, <laughs> whitey. <laughs> Uh, then you got this one is really cool from the Han Solo movie, the Cloud Rider swoop bikes. Oh, so you actually get Emphy's Nest. Yeah, uh, yeah, Emphy's Nest, uh, Tobias Beckett, and uh, Weasel. Nice. Uh, yeah. Then there's the throne room, the Snoke's throne room, which was whatever. Uh, and then you get the X-wing at uh, I think it's 80 US, 100 Canadian. Everything else after that, you have the Imperial landing craft with Obi Wan and R2. You have the uh, the conveyor transport from the solo movie. It's like two two cars of the train. Uh, you have the Imperial AT hauler. Uh, you know the the one that they stole to for, for the heist. Uh, which I mean is a cool fi- it's a cool ship, uh, and you get uh, quite a few figures with it. But um, you know, I would I would like them to build like a conveyor with like fourteen cars just so that yeah, like. <laughs> When, you, when you're building car three through 11, you are so bored out of your mind. No, but at least more than two, right? Like, <laughs> yes. uh, or an expansion pack or something, you know? Because uh, it kind of, it's kind of weird. But the, like, the, the AT hauler is pretty cool. But it's $130 Eesh. Canadian Eesh. for 800, 829 pieces. It's like, no. You just priced no. yourself out. No, that's just bad. Just very bad. And then you have the, the sand crawler at 160 Canadian. Uh, for uh, twelve hundred and thirty nine pieces, but you got Luke, a couple of Jawas, and really no name droids. Like they they didn't give you any. There's no value in that in that crawler, and it's the third crawler that Lego makes, the third sand crawler that they make, uh, including the uh, the UCS version. So it's like I don't I don't know, man. Like I was super hype on it, and definitely getting the X wing with Luke and Biggs, and um. Uh, with exploding action yes <laughs> and uh anakin's jedi starfighter for sure i'm gonna get that one. just for the price i'd get two like just for the price it's worth it uh but uh, yeah everything else is kind of like mm, i don't know i like the the well the even, last at, jedi even if, run a lot better yeah like that, that, that sand crawler i i'm i'd be somewhat interested in grabbing a sand crawler but even with the 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 big Lego 20% discount or 25 on a good day, mm. it still doesn't quite fall into a range where I'd be re- ready to pick it up. Ugh. Yeah, it comes down to uh, about 130 bucks with taxes after the, the 20% rebate. It's I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. Mm. I'd, I'd no, I'm not impressed by much of that. I was hoping for yeah. more with the Conveyx set, but that uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in because uh, by next week we're going to be talking about how uh, I'm loving my new X-Wing. Fair enough, and, man. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, that's a good segue for for uh, jump sliding into the news here because there was one last scrap of collecting news stemming from San Diego Comic-Con, and that is that Clone Wars products are coming, Corey. So I'll, I'll quote a piece that was on StarWars.com this week. While nothing was announced... Hasbro is just as excited as everyone else and gave a definitive answer about whether new Clone Wars products will be made. Absolutely, said some guy whose last name is Ninivagi. 
And he said, he said that to great applause. So absolutely there's stuff coming. What that is, no idea, but it's coming. And that's what's important. I'm stoked about that, man. Count me in. Well, uh, yeah, that's like, a tentative I, I feel like yes. But it's, it, it all depends on what it is. For the, for the most part, like I'm, <clears throat> I'm out on three and three quarter, right? But like when it comes to shows like this, like, yeah, I'm, I'm back in kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, guys, we are in July now. At the, well, at the end of July now. And that is, I, I think we can safely say that episode nine has begun filming. At least that's what J.J. Abrams said on his last Colbert appearance, that they'd be getting started at the end of July. It's got to be now, and especially since uh, Victoria Mahoney. Did you guys see this picture that she tweeted out? I didn't. <laughs> okay, so it's a picture of an old circa 2004 Nokia phone. Like those really basic looking. Um, just It's got a little LCD screen and a number pad. That's it. <laughs> All crew is switching out their phones to these old cameraless phones to avoid leaks on set. Unbelievable. So, yeah, Victoria Mahoney, she, she had posted hers. Hashtag old school, hashtag crew, hashtag nine. And that's it. It's it, That's all it is. A picture of her holding this crappy old looking phone. Which got me, like, it, like, what are you expecting? What are you guys thinking, expecting during this cycle of production? Like, do you think JJ will share a little more this time compared to what he did on The Force Awakens? Or do you think the turmoil in fandom has compelled Lucasfilm and Abrams to sort of adopt more of a cone of silence and just let this thing run underground for a bit? Michelle, what do you think? Cone of silence. Of what? Like, the if JJ's going to tell us anything? Not, no. Not tell us anything. But, you, know, <laughs> you know, like Ryan Johnson was was pretty engaged and he would always, he would tweet set pics and he would Instagram stuff and he'd engage with fans. He would never reveal anything, but at least you would hear periodically from Ryan Johnson or people on the set. Yeah, I think the difference is that this is the last film in the trilogy. So I think like mostly they're just, gonna be extra paranoid about that stuff like i don't know i feel like when it's like the ending like a series finale or like a final installment like people get real like they instead of filming like three different multiple endings like it's so much more expensive to do that for film than for tv because i know a lot of like shows do that when it's like mm-hmm. super guarded but like you know they they'll print um their scripts on red paper so that when you you can't photocopy uh, it can't photocopy it and stuff and all of that so i don't know i feel like um knowing jj just like from past stuff like he's one of those super paranoid people <laughs> yes, when it is. comes to endings i think Absolutely. mostly because not everyone like appreciates his endings i know when lost ended i was very 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 irritated with that ending um but you know like when it comes to i think big properties and things like that i don't really think during filming he'll share much if anyone's gonna share anything though i think it will be jj or like someone like not a cast member you know what i mean like yeah probably... like, well, the last time all he shared was he, he had this little, little handwritten note that was left on the Jarek table. And mm-hmm. that was at the beginning of production, I think, of The Force Awakens. And he had that Omaze thing where we got to see uh, that, I, yeah. that, the new T, T-70 X-Wing, the blue one. And we're like, oh, look at that. Oh, my goodness. But everything was sort of like this official 
function or something very highly scripted. It was never, you never didn't get a whole a whole lot of candid behind the scenes right. stuff. And that's think, that's JJ, right? That's that's I what he does. I think yeah, I think it's just who he is. And yeah. I well, then, and, didn't um, he drop Cloverdale as well? Wasn't one of the Cloverdale movies like just Cloverfield? Dropped? You mean <laughs> uh, Cloverdale? <laughs> yeah, Cloverfield. Like, wasn't one of them completely dropped out of the blue? Like how the hell did they yeah. make a movie with that, an Abrams movie that we didn't even know about? Yeah, yeah, definitely with with Cloverfield, that was he's done that before, and I think it's kind of like I think he takes the Beyonce approach, is what I like to call it, <laughs> um, where you know Beyonce and she just like drops CDs out of, in the yes. middle of nowhere, like overnight, usually at like one o'clock in the morning on some random day, well, and you're it, just like it's easier Wait, to what? do that when you have like a full recording studio at home, right? Right, like. I think they'll be, the one thing I will say is I think they will be taking a I think they're going to be probably taking a lot of um, actual like film photos, like like going throwback with their cameras. And I think they'll be they'll have like probably a photographer taking photos on set that are like actually shot on film because I know that they do Polaroids and stuff usually behind yeah. the scenes. So I feel like that's probably going to be happening a lot. That's the best um, we can hope for, I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be. And then they'll probably do like a huge art of solo type book for this book, too. Hopefully. Corey, what do you think? Uh, I think they're going to keep it close to the chest. Um, I, I prefer it that way, honestly. Like, I always love knowing as little as possible. And like Michelle said, it just builds up this 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 hype behind it when you don't know anything. Like, everyone's kind of like, you know, you could still promote it, but you don't have to give anything away. Like, you can give little tidbits here and there. I don't think he's going to be as active as Ryan Johnson was, but uh, I'm sure we're going to get snippets here and there. Maybe not necessarily JJ himself tweeting it out, but like you said, maybe some casting crew or someone higher up. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't I even think... think he's on Twitter. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, yes, uh, that's uh, yes. That's I don't know. Good for him. I, I just I, I want the uh, I want JJ to either continue with the mystery box or open that open that bugger up, man. And if he is, then it's best to keep things as much under wraps as possible. Like I don't want to go into this movie spoiled at all you know like I, I want secrecy i love that it just gets my anticipation levels like really up there well so there you go there you go everybody Corey says he doesn't want to do spoiler reports for episode nine on the podcast <laughs> well you uh, know, Car- I carlos mean, what we you did think? last time the last jedi you know oh uh, yeah we, you're right we didn't do a whole lot especially as we got closer to production like we or to, to uh the film dropping we didn't say a whole lot but carlos do, do you think the turmoil and fandom has any role in this or they're just it's the big it's the big finale so let's just try and keep this as tight as we can yeah i think they just want to just keep it as tight as they can i I don't think it has anything to do with the fans it's it's more about it being the last episode of this trilogy uh, of this trilogy because i have a feeling that uh, there will be further stuff coming along in the this you know in the timeline after uh episode nine but uh that's another thing so yeah no definitely uh nothing to do with the fandom more to do with trying to keep the surprise so that when the film does drop uh people are blown away by it yeah i think that's that's more than likely it i think that's that's probably fair um, all right, so we can seg from that into this huge seismic announcement that was dropped on Friday of last week. If you were not 
<laughs> if you were not out dancing in the streets, you were doing it all wrong because uh, StarWars.com let us know that uh, they, they revealed the cast of Episode 9. So from StarWars.com, returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, Yunus Otomo, and Billy Lord. Joining the cast of Episode 9 are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando. And then, of course, they had a big follow-up paragraph following that. The role of Leia Organa will once again be played by Carrie Fisher using previously unreleased footage shot for, the, for Star Wars The Force Awakens. We desperately loved Carrie Fisher, says Abrams. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. So I, I, I need to ask you guys, Carlos, I'm going to ask you first. How how loud did you scream when you saw this news on Friday afternoon? I was uh, very – what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I took their cue that um, they weren't going to – they weren't going to do any CG or anything like that. So I was convinced that it was going to be, um, she was going to be either written out in the crawl itself or in the first scene where we didn't have to see her. Uh, but I always thought that, I mean, before that announcement, I, I thought they were going to, you know, cobble together on, um, not deleted scenes per se, but like, just uh, some some of that footage, alternate takes now, and alternate, yeah, exactly. Like, but the thing is, they're 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 gonna use her, but are there is are you gonna use her the dialogue from those scenes? Are they gonna maybe CG her mouth and have different dialogue come out? Uh, so they're not recreating the character completely, but I'm sure there's gonna be some type of trickery there. Mm-hmm. E- either way. I'm ecstatic. Ecstatic. Because ecstatic. Because it always it always came down, and we've had this back and forth for uh, for uh, over a year now. Um, it, it was terrible thinking that I, it had to be in the crawl, or no, they have to do this, or no, they have to uh, recast, or they have to, you know, knowing now that she will be on screen. Her performances, uh, and granted, her performances in The Force Awakens weren't the greatest, but knowing that it's actually her, so that they can get the best story out there, makes me happy. Absolutely. That, that's, yeah, that's because like you 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 read his his uh, his statement. You know, we we were having trouble deciding what would be the best course of action to take and having her in the movie makes for a better story. Now, I don't care how you do it. <laughs> I don't care what type of trickery you need to invent to make it, to make it look good. But if the story benefits from it, I'm all behind it, man. Like, yeah, cool. 
Corey, you want to follow up on that? Yeah, big time. Um, I know for a fact that I had mentioned this on the podcast in an earlier episode, and I was called like, you're ludicrous. You're crazy. Like, like I'm like, it was the only, I, I knew like, man, I knew in my heart that if they're, they have to use her at one point, they can't just, they couldn't just write her out in the crawl and they backed themselves into a corner by saying no CGI and stuff like that. So I, I had said clear, like that they would use past footage and cobble something together. Like Carlos said, and I, I'm ecstatic about it. I think it makes sense. I hope it makes sense to the story. And it's not just fan service but even if it is, I don't care. It's Carrie Fisher. It's Leia. I want to see it no matter what. Maybe they'll work it into a loop, um, uh, a loophole. Maybe they'll work it into a past scene, a flashback maybe with Kylo or something where she gets to communicate with him. I don't know, man, but I think it's super, super good news. Like Carlos said, the, the dialogue might not necessarily fit the new script. But again, at least we get to see her and she's going to play a role because like, JJ said he couldn't imagine finishing this without her and they got everyone's blessing and yeah man I mean I I couldn't be more ecstatic to see her on screen one last time like well yeah it's going to be kind of one last time for everybody right <laughs> in a matter of speaking this is as they said the the conclusion to the Skywalker saga so this this is it this is the curtain call for everybody in this episodic franchise anyway uh, Michelle, let me bring you into this um, as a Leia fan, as a Carrie Fisher fan. How did how did this make you feel? I was really excited. Obviously, I think it's like broken record at this point. But yeah, like I, I just, I really wasn't sure how they were gonna go about it, and I really didn't want them to do like a forced CG character. Um, in terms of how it will be how all of this unseen footage will be used um i'm cautiously optimistic uh just you know because i i don't know i'm i'm a little nervous but i feel like with anything when it comes to doing princess leia justice general leia um she's just such an important part of this property and star wars as a whole and just carrie fisher herself is just she's just irreplaceable so it's really i feel like everything is not like we're all going to be a little disappointed i feel like at some point just because it's not her her doing what we hope yeah she's but, not actively participating right like yeah she's, exactly she's being but I shoehorned think that, in yeah, but I feel like using her, uh, the unseen footage is kind of the best way to do her justice. I, I'm not really sure how it'll work out, but I do know that there was a fair amount on the cutting room floor. So I think there might be more um, footage and stuff than we might even expect. Um, I mean, who knows if they're full scenes or if they're just pieces that they're going to cobble together. I don't think they're going to totally do like a whole thing with ADR um, just because I feel like that's, it's just going to be really hard to make it look or seem real. Cause I feel like when you're doing ADR and the mouth movements don't match completely it just it's just so obvious so i don't know well that, that's what carlos was saying right and that's something yeah, i think too I that maybe like they cg the mouth to, and just get yeah maybe oof, i that, mean that's that would be really tough but it's i i personally and, think that's what they're gonna do yeah and like re parsing the way that um 
JJ spoke about it. He said we were never going to recast or use a CG character. So he said we're, we were never going to use a CG character. He never said he, I think he was very careful to say Nothing we were the dialogue use CG. Mm-hmm. Like I he didn't say we weren't we were never going to use CG period. Like we're not going to use computer graphics. He said we were never going to use a CG character. So I feel like they will probably use some computer graphics to fix some of the stuff um but like costume i, I thought about that as well absolutely it. i think you they're know? gonna totally i think i think the only thing that will be cg is her face minus her mouth i think the hair could get cg'd i think the the costume i think that you could you can go as far as have like a body double and just put leia's head on it carrie fisher's head yeah that's what they did in um a new hope or not 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 a new hope um rogue one at the end where they're trying to do that um yeah they had a swedish a swedish actress Ingrid yeah something. they had a yeah, if you see the the um, deleted scenes on the DVD pack, like they'll show you how they did it. They'll show you the face of the mm-hmm. person who did it. All the and dots. it's also kind of similar. They might actually honestly do um, that what they did in uh, Guardians with Kurt Russell when they made him look younger. Because I think um, they did most because that was a similar idea, but they didn't CG his whole that that um, actor's whole face. Like they only did portions of Kurt Russell. Um that they made look younger so because the mouth was the actual actor's mouth apparently and i remember a lot of people talking about how like the mouth seemed kind of weird and off um but i think yeah i think they'll probably portion parts of her face that are cg but um yeah i'm i'm glad that they're using mostly actual footage because i think that really makes a difference for sure it grounds the whole thing right it just it gives you the the weight to say this is carrie fisher yeah, and I think that's I think that's the only real way you could you could do it without pissing a lot of people off. I mm-hmm. think that everyone's going to be a little disappointed, but I think that this choice is probably going to make the least amount of people yes, disappointed. Yes, this is yeah, sense. absolutely. I mean, this is the this is the best news imaginable under the current yeah. circumstances, and like something- I think almost. I, I think almost everyone was ex- was really glad and excited. Oh yeah. At, at, Upon hearing this news, I don't think I read one bad thing about like no. I, I don't think anyone disagreed with this choice. No. Um. So I think a lot of us are really, really glad. Um. I think the only other choice would probably be like I don't know if I, I don't know. I think everyone was really happy. Absolutely. I didn't. I for me, I didn't see anybody. But like something I said since since the beginning when she when she left us that like I I think writing her out would have been a massive insult and injustice to the character, the actor, the franchise, the fans. And like, even though I was resigned to her being done away with quickly in episode nine, one way or the other, like it was, it was one thing that I was, it was, it was the thing I was most worried about, about episode nine. And now that's for the most part alleviated. But when JJ was brought in for nine, one of the things I, I said, I think was on the podcast is that I, I think this is a guy who's got enough clout that he could make, he can pull a rabbit from his hat and make something happen. Like we all, we were all just saying, okay, well she's out and we're going to have to have a movie without her. But I think J- JJ could actually make something happen. And I'm glad. Yeah, he- he's going to do it. I think also that um, it's one of the reasons that he can use this old footage is because it's footage that he shot himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps because he talks about how, oh, I had shot all these scenes. And so since I'm because he's directing this film, he can go back and take his scenes that he shot and put it in instead of like, if, for example, it w- if 
it was no if it was still the original uh, director. I don't remember his name anymore. Who was supposed to? Was it Ryan who was supposed to do? Uh, Colin Trevorrow. No, yeah. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. So if he was doing it, they probably would have to get some sort of deal. And you know, it's not when it's not your shots. It probably like the way that you shoot and everything will probably seem not on par like you can tell that it's shot by someone else or whatever and i'm sure like jj would have let him use the footage but i think it helps that jj shot the footage so in a way it doesn't hurt you know so he can use it so he doesn't have to get permission from anyone really except the people who have you know a domain over her image which is billy and her family who obviously you know are involved in the project so that helps um, but yeah, I think it helps that he's directing and I'm not sure that they would have been able to do this if it were not JJ directing the final installment. That's funny. You mentioned that I was kind of thinking the same thing. Cause he clearly stipulates my, my footage and all that. Like I was like, he's got to be using both footage from TLJ as well. Like it's a Disney property or Lucasfilm property. Like I'm sure Brian would be okay with that as well. But like, they have it at their disposal. That, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's cut to this part of the chase then. Cause it, it really all depends on this. Like, how will they treat the character? Like, are they going to just use her sparingly just to say Carrie Fisher was in it and then and still do away with her quickly? Or will they go to the other end, which is to say, we've got enough stuff that we can actually do the full Leia story here? And I, that's, I, it. I, that's that's the big question, right? Or, I mean, I guess, it's, like most things, it probably falls somewhere in the middle. Of everything filmed. It, yeah, like, it, it's, it's a huge, I mean, of course, we're all so wrapped up in how happy we are that she's just back. But just how back is she? Like, think, think of it like this as well. Like how after having gone through all these reels and all the footage that they have at their disposal and thinking, okay, this this is something that's making a huge uh, decision for where they're going with the plot. You know, they have to look at what they have and they say, okay, we can possibly do like A, B or C scenario with what we have. So regardless of what they choose, it's having a huge effect on – the outcome of episode nine regardless absolutely for sure like i man one thing i really hope they have on either on film already i i guess that doesn't make sense but i really hope that we get to see the leia kylo scene i badly want that scene it's it's the only circumstance and there I, has to be has one to be. it's right? the only circumstance in which i would one. be okay with seeing ben turn back to the light if if leia actually makes that happen or if it was a flashback to kylo and her oh boy i hope it's not a flashback though no they they can't do a flash i feel like the that's a, that's the, a um, there's no the the emotional payoff isn't the same no like you have to have like current timeline kylo and current timeline leia like you know she needs they need you need to see them both on screen together and it has to happen now because you know he killed han so i feel like he needs to they need to kind of get they need to be face to face like and have that conversation and i well, think, and I they, think they it's said, really right, important like, they said this was going to be her movie right they yeah. said 7 was han 8 was luke 9 was supposed to be leia if you're bringing her back if you've got if you're doing this i hope they can actually do what they said, what they wanted to do from the get go which is make 9 her movie i don't know yeah. if they're going to do it i don't know if they can i sure hope they yeah. do if they don't have them in the same room together, at least for the most part, like I can definitely see them having a, like a forced conversation in a way, like the back and forth almost in TLJ, but on a whole different, deeper level. 
Uh, yeah, I guess you could do that, right? Because you can just do cuts back yeah, and forth. On, exactly. Like, it's just on faces, faces back and forth. Yeah. And Don't there, do this. there is payoff to that. Like when we saw Leia and Kylo sort of, uh, you know, connected together there in that short, short brief moment, there was, there yeah. was that, well, that, that, that cuts right through you. Luke and Leia, like. Sure. I mean, I, did you guys see that um, post that Mark Hamill did today of because I think they started I, I'm, I'm guessing he started shooting today and um, he he posted this really sweet like I got really choked up just wa- looking at the images but he was talking about how um, yeah how like, hard it was going to be to do this how hard her. it was going to be yeah do this without her and then it was a photo of the last Jedi where he's kissing her forehead and there's a photo of them younger um, mm-hmm. That's a similar shot. And then in memory of our princess, the shot from The Last Jedi. And it just made me so emotional. And I think um, I think you can also I think the movie can still be thematically Leia's movie, even if th- the new kind of feel or thing is is about Leia, but it's about the kind of whole or the empty like the her I don't know like when you when someone passes away like they're still very heavily there and sometimes they're even more so around you like like Han's shadow was all over the last Jedi exactly and I think that I think that um if they do it if they can do it in a in a I think they could make a really poignant moment like a Leia moment not moment but like film even with kind of that kind of her shadow or her looming kind of there. And I feel like sometimes when people pass away, it gives you this kind of renewed sense of like, I have to do this for her and her memory, like kind of thing. Um, you know, like it makes me like when my father passed away, I was like, oh, well, I want to do all of these things that he always wanted to do, but never got to do. So like as his child, I want to like, I don't know, fulfill these dreams of his um what even though he can't i can so i feel like that kind of thing can also push each of the characters Mm -hmm. kind of to bond and understand each other like through their connection and um the with leia and how she touched their lives and maybe certain characters will kind of be able to connect over that yeah who knows but um yeah i think you know the absence of a character can also have huge impact on on the characters that are left behind. So. Well, that was that was that was how they were going to have to do it. Yeah, but that's, sure. Like, that's kind of Leia's how... Leia's presence in the in the resistance is so evident by the end. You know, like like the po- everybody just loves her. Like Poe's in love with her. Like not in love with her, but he loves her. You know what I mean? Like everybody's. She's like she's Leia. Like she's just like Every, everybody icon. has tons of of admiration and respect for her. But okay, let's. I'm Can sure... I just? I just wanted to throw something in there. Uh, at the end of the Last Jedi. She passes the baton to Poe. Like yep. she's not, she's not don't the leader look at me. anymore. So I don't expect her to be the leader of the resistance or the rebellion yeah. in the next film. I think she's going to have more of that, the force connection. That um, I think, I think you're, I think there's something to that. I think she's going more on the personal quest now to save Kylo. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but that, but then again, that runs contrary, right? To, like she's given up on him. I don't know if that's sort of just like someone at rock bottom. They haven't really given up. They're just kind of saying it in that moment. But I do maybe agree. Maybe she's going to kill him. Maybe she's... Well, two minutes maybe later, she's... like, uh, sorry, two minutes before Luke shows up, she goes, ah, the galaxy gave up, uh, lost the, all its hope. Well, that, and so like, that's the most un ish thing to ever say. 
Yeah, exactly. And she was such a pivotal moment in that film, man. You see just Luke right after, like, coming down the hallway. It's like, wait a minute. Here comes the spark. What? what? Here comes the, the, the A New Hope. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I don't think she, I don't think she's going to go on a quest to redeem Kylo. I think she's going to stop quest, him. Her, exactly. Her quest will, is going to be to stop him from doing any effort. I like that better. Damage. That makes more yeah. sense. That, that tracks yeah. better with The Last Jedi <clears throat> because she know, she says, like, I know either. Yeah, it tracks I know better. what I have to do now. Like, yeah, well, no, she said I, she he's actually, gone. I know my son is gone. Yeah, but then Luke says no one's ever really gone. Yeah, true. Ah, Ryan, you know, like Ryan, that and that's you can either say that's the poor writing or clever writing, and that you can take it in either direction. Yeah, you can say, "Oh, I clearly stated in the Last Jedi that Leia's given up hope," but Luke then told her that it's not. No, no one's never really gone. It's it all depends on how you want to take it. So, anyway, I'm sure we're going to come back to Leia many, many times as we always do. But there's a lot more to this announcement here. Um. Obviously, Mark Hamill's been confirmed. We weren't sure. We were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. Didn't he's beardless. He, didn't he shave his beard? Yeah, that's it. And he's oh filming yeah, it now. At, at Comic-Con, it was starting to grow back, guys. It's not like you can grow hair back. Yeah, yeah. It's not super hard. And also, you, I've heard that you – like they, I think certain people have had like weight, like beard extensions before. So like even though that's really like well, let, let, too much. You, may over. I introduce you to um, General Maydeen? <laughs> go watch the, uh, the return of the jedi and take a good look at general Medine's beard take a real good look uh, yeah. billy d williams officially confirmed to the surprise yep. of absolutely nobody um carrie russell was was later added to this list so she's in for sure uh, any other surprises actually the, the one notable omission uh, gwendolyn christie so it gwendolyn looks christie. like phasma is actually no, done phasma. for Anybody sad about that? Nope. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many storylines that they have to close, you know, by the end of this final film that I feel like they shouldn't be opening up more yes. storylines. Like they should be concentrating exactly. on the few, like three or four to try to fully and like put a full stop at the end of those three or four sentences as opposed to like trying to do 10 you know mm -hmm. i think they need to just focus on a few things and then just you know track those properly yeah, and absolutely like, i thought if if me eggs in a basket i always thought that phasma was going to be uh, finn's dragon to slay in episode nine but uh ryan had other ideas so i'm i'm glad she's gone i've kind of given up hope on her as being impressive on screen like she's to me totally wasted and i know they've done stuff in literature and resistance will probably do some things for her too, but to me, this is a totally wasted character, and I I, I, I like Gwendolyn Christie, and she seemed to really have, have embraced the role. But I'm I'm glad that uh, Phasma's done with, unless unless JJ is going to be JJ about it, and she actually will be back. Oh man, she fell to her dem demise. <laughs> I feel that makes me kind of sad too, though, because she's such a good actress. It's yeah. like why wasting this talent like should have had her do more but i mean yeah i don't know it's a lot of story so who knows Any, anybody familiar with naomi aki or richard e grant negatory i'm gonna say it's no i'm gonna say uh nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> but they're i uh, feel like i've heard them i've heard of them before but it's not one of those things where like when you hear the name the face immediately pops into your head but i feel like i've heard their names before 
Well, one thing I can't, you know, so um, Naomi Aki is an African American actor, actress, and um, all I saw was. Uh, I, I oh, saw, I love this Richard E. Grant guy. Richard E. Grant is a British actor. Yeah, he was. Um, he's he does a lot of bad guys. Like he was in Logan and. Um, oh, was he? Yeah, huh. he was. Uh, he's like the really skinny uh, Swedish english british dude he was in like he was in bram stoker's dracula and um godsford park and yeah if you see his face it's like totally i've, I've seen his face a I lot of bad <laughs> but i look I, I first saw his face i'm like well there's a first order agent but yes yeah, so the funny thing about naomi aki is is i can't remember who it was but they tweeted out like please dear god let protect naomi aki because if fandom has shown us anything over the last seven months that people who are not pasty white are going to get it. And I just hope that for, maybe for once we'll have learned our lesson as, as a fandom and this person will, will be treated kindly regardless of whatever type of role she plays. Um, and then Richard E. Grant, somebody had put this into the uh, Facebook group, which was hopping this weekend. Ever since the, this announcement, my phone was alive this weekend with people chatting about Star Wars. And so somebody... I don't know if they made this Photoshop or not, but took Richard E. Grant's face and put it on top of Obi-Wan from A New Hope. It's spooky, man. Like, if they're looking for Force Ghost Obi-Wan and they want it to look like Alec Guinness, they've got their guy right there. It's mm. really, really tight, man, if they want to go down that road. I doubt they do, but they they could pull oh, it no, off. man. It's you and all day, man. I feel like I feel like Grant has. To, I feel like Richard E. Grant is going to be a bad guy. Like that was he my always, initial reaction. He too. plays villains a lot, so he's really good at playing like really great villains. Um, yeah, so I feel like um, that, that was. I, I saw like his face. I, and I'm like, that's a first order a guy. Villain. Yeah, I feel like he has to be in the first order. And lastly, uh, John Williams confirmed, and you, you know, you guys know, he's going to let it all out. Like, we're going to get the most dramatic, epic renditions of the Force theme and Rey's theme, Kylo's theme. Everything we've come to love in Star Wars music over the last 42 years by the time it comes out. Like, this, it's going to get amped up by a thousand. I can't wait for this soundtrack. Yeah, it's the end of an era, man. I think this is going to be the last one that he does. It is. He said it, I think. Yep. He said that that'll be quite enough for me. So this this will be our final John Williams soundtrack. And he's going into it knowing that. We're going into it knowing that it's the end of the Skywalker saga. He's I, I have no doubt that he's going to go above and beyond with, with this one. Uh, all right. And, and uh, I put up the call to the powerful friends and Stu, Stu Baca also chimed in. And so he sent me an email this weekend. I'll read that. It says, hope you're all well and having a great weekend. OK, this is panic stations for me now. I sent you a, a way too long DM yesterday and just went back to check my Twitter to find it, you didn't receive it, and it's just disappeared. Yeah, I, did. I never got that. Uh, so now I'm going to rush you an email. I, it's not going to be nowhere near as long as the DM. Um, lucky you. Uh, he could have. I, I would have loved to have read the, the full-length thing. All the cast that we would expect to return are returning. That's a thumbs up. Two huge announcements for me, though. Carrie slash Leia. JJ's input on this is immense. No recasting and no CGI. I think a lot of people will be happy to hear this. I must admit, I'm shocked at the amount of spare footage they have, but I'm sure they will do Carrie proud. Billy D slash Lando, this is huge to me. Lando has been one of my favorite Star Wars characters since the first time we met him on Cloud City. 
I can't put into words how I feel about his return. What I will say is I hope it's a substantial part. Hashtag lots of Lando. Can't wait to hear the show, you wonderful friends. Catch you on the flip side, Stu. So, Stu, thank you, man. I, I, this is as unanimous as it gets. Like, th- there's nothing in these announcements that were like, nah, nope, no, nah, I don't like that. Oh, you know, another notable omission here. They didn't, they didn't mention Greg Grunberg. Ooh, true. <laughs> Although he had already kind of halfway jokingly confirmed that he was doing it. But he's not part of this cast list. What's up with that? That's JJ's guy. Terrible. He doesn't have the gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, poor snap. Greg. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna put that announcement aside for now. I think everybody. I, I think I speak for everybody. It's just unanimously good news across the board, and we wait to see what else develops from that. But for now, Corey, we can start talking about resistance. I think we can we can expect this hamster wheel to start turning. And um, Florian at uh, Jedi Bibliotech, a German uh, Star, Star Wars site, has a synopsis for resistance and some other info. And the, the uh, synopsis they posted is, Resistance fighter Poe Dameron tasks young pilot Kazuda Kaz Ziono with spying on the First Order. At the time, little was known about the secret, secretive organization and its strength. And God, I can't read tonight. Little was known about the secretive organization and its strength. In order to fulfill his his mission, Kaz travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refuel and do repairs. However, there are also dangerous races taking place there. After Kaz bragged with his piloting skills at his arrival there. He's soon drawn into one of the races. So Corey, I'm, I'm going to come to you as someone who's probably going to drool all over this every minute of it. How does this strike you? I kind of like it. It makes sense for the show. I, I like right off the hop, they're saying little is known of the First Order and its strength. So it kind of gives me a bit of a Rebels vibe in the sense that, you know, we've said it like Rebels, Resistance, very similar. Like this seems to be like a, a grassroots kind of thing, you know, uh, the the roots of the resistance, the the how, the why, the where, which I really, really like. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully the, the cast and crew of the story, like like this first episode really seems like the way they describe it, like it seems like a really good way to develop character in the main star. Like it looks like this guy Kaz is going to have to carry the show a bit, you know, like great Poe gives him the reins or he gives him this mission, you know, but I like the fact that he's probably going to find something pretty interesting that they're going to need to know and where it can all lead from there. You know, like, again, establishing the foundations of possibly the resistance uh, leading us right up into TFA, maybe by the long run and them having a really significant role or I don't know, like something important, an important story to tell. But again, like this synopsis with him going to Colossus station, like to me, that sounds like something straight out of Robotech. I love that. It just seems so anime. I don't know. If it just, I don't know, just rubs me that way. And uh, the races, you know, again, it's going to help define his character, who he is, this brash young pilot. And it's also going to have a chance to to show us the eye candy and, and display the the animation, I think, from a certain point of view, you know, like, I think it's going to really highlight that. I, I, I tend to think you're right. Um, yeah. 
I, I you went a lot deeper than I I did. I, I for me it just like it sounds fun, and I, I was immediately reminded of of Filoni's statement when they first announced this show, and like from the synopsis it says. Uh, the idea for Star Wars Resistance came out of my interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots. My grandfather was a pilot and my uncle flew and restored planes, so that's been a big influence on me. And here's the important thing. There's a long history of high-speed racing in Star Wars, and I think we've captured that sense of excitement in an anime-inspired insti- anime style, which is something the entire team has been wanting to do for a long time. So uh, there you go. We've, we've got Filoni's inspiration packed into this first episode which cool i'm i'm all right with that michelle are you are you, are you into this show is this synopsis sound interesting to you yeah it sounds pretty cool um i like that they're doing a whole um kind of lead in with poe and then tasking it on to kind of like a different person to kind of carry everything i i like that vibe when they always kind of connect it to the bigger story by bringing in a a couple people to kick it off um but yeah i think that this sounds pretty rad and um i just i like the idea of it i feel like it sounds cool yes it sounds like fun uh carlos do you have any any thoughts on this or you're you're a wait and see kind of guy on this um i'm waiting to see right now because uh, i i know i'm not getting cable so i'm gonna wait for a while before i jump on I, I, I'm desperately waiting for the Disney streaming service to drop so that I could uh, just uh, subscribe to that and then not have to worry about cable packages or buying shows on you on on uh, iTunes. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now when it comes to this. But I'm de- I, I I'm definitely more interested than uh, than uh, having to watch some blue hair. Like, <laughs> Carlos, definitely more, definitely more interested. Watch in yourself. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm just I'm super. Just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with y'all. That, that almost deserves a glove in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited a, a though. That... Glove with a brick in the in the in the glove. Exactly. <laughs> I love that old school. Go ahead, Michelle. Um, I'm I'm really excited though that they're doing like a anim- when they're doing the anime style series that they're that Poe is kind of involved just because I know um because it because the the whole uh like a resistant pilot kind of outfits and and we're all I think they were all inspired by Speed Racer which is a really huge Japanese anime character um and like I think it was Speed Racer or like some there's the whole orange with the red hat yeah Speed Racer so I kind of love that they're kind of it's kind of full circle and that it's coming back to the anime style and they're bringing Poe into it because he wears that actual specific inspired outfit. So I, I kind of love that it's, it's kind of coming all back and um, that they're going to be able to do an iteration of, of star Wars, of a star Wars story in that style because yeah, they can have their own racer X. Yeah. Cause that style inspired, the film so i i think it's really cool that they're going to be able to finally branch out into that medium that they'll that they'll be able to explore um a part of the universe through that medium because it did inspire you know a lot of the the costumes and stuff anime is so detailed and 
like eye candy. I love it too. Like, and I'm glad, like you said, they're using that platform. It's it's, it's so be iconic awesome. to Speed Racer. So I and they are talking about how they are going to do the races and the car stuff. And so I think it's kind of perfect that I think there's going to be a lot of I think there will be some Easter eggs of that kind of style of of um of of anime and and animation. So that should be really cool. I'm excited to see if they take some more inspiration from the from the original series. Yeah, well they they've said they've they're uh, at least the word is that this show will be aimed at a, a even younger demographic than the previous animated shows. So we'll see how that actually plays out. Uh but also of note here, uh the season is supposed to be 22 episodes and starting on October 13th and Again, we'll see if if that October 13th date applies to everybody or if that's just going to be for uh, the U.S. market. We don't know because they've jerked us around in that respect where we get it sometimes a week later and then the U.K. only gets it even three weeks after that and Australia still hasn't seen season two of Rebels. I don't know. It's crazy. So hopefully they get us all on the same page so as uh, not to uh, fragment fandom again. But that's it for the news this week, and what a great package of news it was. Uh, So we're going to grab a quick little break here, and then we're going to come back and talk about some more cool stuff with some more, hopefully we're going to get some fiery hot takes coming up here. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, Something caught my eye. Again, this this happened on Friday as well. So uh, was it Friday? No, yes, I think think it was Friday this came up. And just as I was celebrating giddy with joy over the, the announcement, something caught my eye on Twitter. And so I followed that down the rabbit hole and it just made me want to pull my eyeballs right out of their heads. We, we got to talk about this fixation with Kylo Ren that, that's out there. And the question of whether or not Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren is a villain. So how did this start? So this happened... Uh, There was a piece posted on the Mary Sue entitled, Seriously? Stop Blaming Heroes for the Villain's Actions. And the the title, uh, there's an image which has Thanos and Kylo Ren side by side. And in both cases here, in uh, Infinity War, uh, Peter Quill was painted as, I think, a nerdist. They said that Peter Quill is the real villain. Because he's the one that screwed up the heroes um, as, as they were kind of taking down Thanos. Spoilers. Um, it's not a villain. It's a moment of weakness. Yes. Corey, you're killing it here. <laughs> and then um, for Kylo Ren, they're saying, well, he's not a villain. He's just misunderstood. Like, And like these are the, the, the tweets of people. So, so um, which hero was blamed for Kylo Ren's actions? in this piece or what, what, what is fandom? Is it Luke? Yeah. People blame Luke, Luke, right? Right. Yeah. I think everyone blames Luke. And eventually we'll probably be able to roll Han and Leia into this as well. But this piece on its own was fine. Like there's the message here is stop blaming heroes for, for having a moment of weakness when it's the villains doing terrible things. Stop blaming the heroes for that. And uh, you know, the Mary Sue tweeted out this, this uh the link to this post and what followed was a whole litany of idiotic posts from people who i don't think read the post because you're comparing thanos to kylo ren that's that is not at all what happened so these people are idiots already off the hop but there was a lot of impassioned defenses of kylo ren 
it's it's ridiculous. I'm not going to th- use people's tags. If you want to go dig up the, the tweet thread, you can find it yourself. But one of, the, one of the replies was, you've seen the movie, read the books, because then you missed the story of Ben Solo. He is not the villain. Uh, let me find another crazy one here. Oh, there's one that says... Um... Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren is not a villain. He is a victim. Ben was preyed upon as a child. Brackets TFA from Leia. Snoke targets him literally like a child molester targets a child. He is almost murdered, all caps, by his uncle. He's abused, all caps, by Snoke. JJ, Daisy, and Ryan have said he's not evil. He's surviving. I'd like to see their their quote on that. It's by... um, at, I don't know if I should say no, this we person's don't have to, we Twitter don't have to. name. No, well, <laughs> nobody listening to our show is going to go and attack these people. But oh, yeah. another crazy one was, I think you watched the wrong movie. Kylo Ren is not a villain. And comparing him to Thanos is truly stupid. Like, please don't. Well, please don't be an idiot. They didn't compare Thanos to Kylo Ren. But let's get something straight here. Once and for all. Somebody who orders the, mil- the murder of a bunch of villagers is a villain and somebody who kills their father in cold blood is a villain like the list goes on and on like he is a villain i tweeted this like i'm reading my own tweet and yes he's a carlo is a sympathetic villain but that does not make him any less accountable for his deeds and maybe he wasn't cared enough for as a kid and didn't get the approval and attention he wanted from mom and dad and maybe yeah, but he was... we haven't seen that story so you can't just like assume that that's what it is too right there's that there's that too we we assume that uh, but we haven't seen that in fact what we have seen uh, of of, uh, kylo or ben at the time with leia and and han is that he was very much loved and you know the the whole uncle wanwo thing like that whole section of of last shot makes it clear that ben solo was very much loved well, it also states that he was troubled as well. And not only that, that Leia felt like he was targeted from even when he was in the womb. Sure. Absolutely. And that, that's the other side of this. Like, even if you were preyed upon by some tall freaking golden slippers, like, and then you finally break when your uncle tries to kill you in air quotes, like feeling bad about yourself and, and just because you got treated badly, it doesn't absolve you of your actions, especially when you you become like a patricidal uh, maniac that orders the murder also, of villages like, of people. Also, they didn't like just because like he was quote preyed upon. It didn't like he he didn't all of a sudden lose his free will. Like he made a freaking choice. Okay, like sure he was like tempted, but at the end of the day, like he went there. So I mean, you can't really blame anyone but him. Like he made the freaking choice himself. Like he was preyed upon. He was preyed upon because he had already shown weakness in wanting to be more than uh, than people expected of him. He wanted to be better than Darth Vader. He wanted he so he had those feelings inside him before uh, anybody tried to use him. They used him because. He was already broken inside. Well, we so still haven't gotten that story yet about how he finds out about Vader. Don't and interrupt me anymore. I'm fed <laughs> up with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Plus, like, plus, I always don't understand. Like, Vader, freaking, like, he he was good in the end. Like, 
he re- was redeemed. Like I like all of a sudden it's like his obsession is only with like the like I'm going to be as good as evil as Vader. It's like, wait, but don't you remember like the ending? Like yeah, you're your forgetting family. one key part. Like you're forgetting that he didn't end evil like and you should know that. Well, like, no, I just don't understand. About, I, I don't think it's like selective evil. memory. It's the power. It's not about evil. It's the power that that attracts him to Darth Vader. The power yeah, of the force. Darth Vader was good in the end. Like yes, it's like that's he fucking not forgot attract- that. Sorry, it was his moment of weakness. That's just irritating. That's I not can't. what Kylo wanted. Kylo doesn't want to be good or bad. He wants to be powerful. It's 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 from growing up and not feeling, not being able to be as powerful as he wanted. That's that's where Snoke preyed on him. The power. Well, I like what you say there. That that's that's supremely evident in I watched it actually last evening, man. And there's this scene, right, where like, you know, at the beginning, like Hux really screws up by talking to Poe, gets a little beating, but then he's like, Oh, we have them on a string. He goes to see Snoke, and Kylo's walking in right at the end of the conversation. He's like, he's basically praising Hux, like, you're my boy, Hux, good good job. But he's trying to goad uh Kylo in that sense. And then as soon as Kylo gets in there, he's like you're a boy in a mask just and Kylo's just like like you see like the Adam Driver's performance in that moment saying like I just killed my dad and he's like it broke you like like just the pain that he's feeling and the realization that he's coming to at that point is it's 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 crazy man like how he's been he's finally realizing how badly he's been manipulated like I just killed my dad this is what you wanted I've done everything you've wanted and he's just like meh like you're still a little bitch <laughs> like, you, you didn't kill him cold-blooded enough you, you were conflicted about it like yeah i, I get that but uh, okay so michelle i don't know if this news made it over to you and all our friends internationally recently in toronto there was an incel we all know who these these creepy incels are he got into a van and he just decided to start running people over on the sidewalk because nobody would have sex with him like can we can we <laughs> can we paint the one-to-one here like we have somebody here who has been has been shunned. Nobody loves him. Nobody wants to be intimate with this person. So he breaks and starts murdering people. Nobody's going to not one person is going to go, "Oh, he's a victim." Let's he's he's not the, he's not a bad guy. He's not a criminal. He's a victim in all this. Nobody's going to do that. And it's the same with Kylo Ren just because you've some things didn't go your way and maybe and you yes, you got used. You don't get to walk walk away from the things you've done. That's no, not I, I think there's I, I, TLJ spells it out though. Like I was still in TLJ. Like the the amount of things that again have happened to him. Like we discussed the the manipulation uh, the manipulation of Snoke. What happened with him and Luke didn't really help at all either. We don't know the relationship to the relationship between his parents, which seemed to we we get the impression that it was a little sketchy at points. They were both busy people. And knowing that, when you think about the destiny, the fate of the Force in a way, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, by the end of it all, I get it. Like, him and Ray, when I, I was rooting for for him in the theater, man, like, I honestly was. When he finally, like, that opening scene where he gets the pummeling from, from Snoke, you realize he's such a torn, sympathetic character in a sense, like you were saying, Kyle. Granted, I get it. He's done all these things. And he is the villain of this franchise above Snoke. But once he killed Snoke, like Carlos said, it was all about the power. Like once he killed Snoke, that was his out. Like Ray was like, that was like, 
I was so torn in theater. Like, oh my God, is he going to come with him with her? You know, she's going to do it. Like they're teaming up. Oh my God. And it just didn't happen. Like he chose his path there and the way TLJ ends with her closing the door on him. It's like, that was the turning point. There's no coming back. Like he can still redeem himself from a certain point of view, but at the same time, he is the villain of this franchise, no matter which way you look at it. Well, if, I just had this weird thought of like how it creepily like mirrors Han and Kira, like how Kira was like, he was just like, you could leave. And then she just goes and like decides to go, like, just be like, sorry. I just had that weird like flash of like, hmm. that. I don't uh, know. I, it was just very I, mirroring. I love the Ray and Kylo connection in this film. Like, they really like he laid it on the line kind of with her man and she did kind of she she put it out there for him like she believed in him but there was still good in him you know like and who knows maybe there still is and hopefully leia can bring it out but i, I don't want to i don't want to see him be the hero of this franchise it needs to be ray saving him you know just like luke saved vader in a way like vader wasn't the hero by the end of uh jedi you know yeah, well, yeah, I, there's there's always a there's a tangent here, which I don't really want to get into. Maybe I'll make a note and we'll come down back to it some other time. But like, I, I got I, the people who are going to bat for for Ben Solo here. Like, if if you don't think he's the villain, then there's no villain in Episode Nine, and we're gonna get a really boring movie. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hux, yeah. Hux, Hux, no, hold on, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Ben Solo is not the villain. Kylo Ren is the villain. Kylo Ren is the personage. But Ellie is the same f***ing person. I'm, no, using them in, I'm using them interchangeably. Because because They're Anakin Skywalker, person. when Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, yep. he becomes a Sith. I agree with you, so Carlos. He, 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 he's not the same person. He's not yeah. the Anakin that Obi-Wan knew. Mm, so counterpoint, when, though. But, counterpoint to that is, is whenever Luke or anybody mentions Anakin to, to Vader, he, he, no, that don't call me that. Ray has been free to call Kylo Ben, and he does. He has not batted an eyelash. That's yeah, a but great yeah. observation. But that's Ray. You know what I mean? Like he's susceptible to her. They're, they had this great oh connection. No, it's a freaking toxic relationship. It reminds yes, me it of is. a creepy ex-boyfriend who is a sociopathic narcissist. Hey, I'm I not going to disagree with you, but like it is what it is. Abusing her emotionally and psychologically. Like I just, I, I don't, I, I don't agree with you there. I, I don't know. It's psychological manipulation. He's trying to manipulate her. Of like, course he is. By just... the end, he made his decision. Like, I agree. But I do believe at the same time that they were actually being honest with one another. No, you're wrong, Corey. Way. Because he, 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 he doesn't correct her when she calls him Ben just to, just to, to try to uh, pull her in closer. That's the only reason. I don't think so. I think he's susceptible. No, he's not Ben Solo. He wanted her badly, man. He was like, the way he reached out to her, he was like, please, like, come with me. It doesn't change the fact that he's being a freaking toxic person. I didn't disagree with you there. Like, I'm not saying that he's not being toxic. Even going back to TFA, when he he knocks her out and abducts her. Like, that is also not cool. Yeah. (laughs) Textbook. I, that, I, just, I don't, I, I'm not going to disagree the what TLJ, like the, the amount of times that they meet each other, regardless if it's involuntary, like at a point, like they are like talking to each other, like from the heart. I don't think he's really trying to manipulate her by the end. He was manipulating her to like go to him. 
Like when she actually was like, no, I'm going to go to him. I can, I can convince him. It's just literally like, no, like, uh, uh-uh. like he's trying, like the whole time he was like speaking to her in like in the sharing, speaking that weird force connection. Like he was manipulating her to come to him. Like that was the whole point. Like. Well, I that didn't see was, it that way. I saw that. I, don't know. I totally saw it that way. Cause like when she was like, no, I'm going, I was like, dude, you're making the worst decision ever, like ever. And well, I figured maybe, that he maybe, maybe that listen to Luke in this instance. If she was like, if if he wasn't like, you know, playing tricks with her head, like, I mean, come on. Well, and he, just, again, going back oh. to TFA after he abducts her and then restrains her in that chair and kind of, he's just like hovering over her and like just being physically creepy and in her space. And it's very rapey in that scene. And it's, it's not very cool. rapey. And it's, I'm sorry. It's I'm, not, I'm not for that. What I'm for is the fact that he's the representation of the dark and she is the representation of the light and the fact that they're able to have these force connections and stuff i think it it just makes the force to me more magical and more mystical like i know i've said that many times before but this connection they have i think they are the keys to bringing balance somehow okay that's fine but is he the villain of course he's the villain okay that, that's, but that's, i'm not going to say he's that's not the like question. You said, he's a sympathetic villain he's a great act actor absolutely i won't just like when when snoke reamed him i was feeling bad for kylo and again i was rooting for him toward the end of tlj like i was like please come back to the late but he made his decision and he's gonna we have to make it clear that it's not he is kylo ren he's not ben solo ben solo's gone i agree oh my god okay good that's I don't know. I I, okay. I'm not I don't agree with that. that but okay, everything, everything we know about that side of Kylo is artifice. The the he's a child in a mask. He's trying to be something that he's not. I can be convinced, but I'm not sold yet. But like, again, like to go back to these people who go to bat for Kylo Ren. I don't know what they're seeing. I don't know if if these are just really really young kids who are. Still no, they're out. not. They're not young kids. I know people who are not kids who are very like passionate about this exact point. Like, do they just I, not not to bring it to this level? But is it just because they're enchanted by him? Is it the hair? Is it his eyes? Is it his broodiness? Like, it's his performance too. I think it's partially because people people want people crave like some sort. Every story I think has to have some sort of love story i feel like like it's just if there's a a female character and a male character and i don't know like i think just because the original trilogy also had this big love story like i i think they just need they were looking for a love story and that's the one that seems the most i don't know like i don't don't even think it's plausible but like i don't know i feel like certain people like feel like that's what they need to have I'm not saying that everybody wants it. I'm just saying that there's a portion of people who look for that, I think. And I think it's just kind of that mirrored thing with, you know, the original trilogy had this great love story. The prequels had also a great love story. So they're looking for that, you know, what is that Padme, Anakin? Like, what is that, you know, Han, Leia thing in this trilogy? It's Rose and Finn. It's Rose and Finn. There you go. Oh no, I I don't agree with that either. But <laughs> but I mean, 
that's not to say that I don't like the character. I just don't really think that it's necessary. But oh yeah, no, I, uh, I love I love the character is compelling as all hell. He's 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 on the level of Vader. He's he's so good as a villain. There's so many layers to it. Just, but I think it's just so I don't know. When everyone's just like, but he's the victim. It's like, oh my god. Well, you just no. Stop? I think we're all on the same page that he's not the victim here. I think we're all on that. Same we all page. agree, and I'm sure everybody listening probably agrees as well. well I, I I don't know, man. Like I. <laughs> I kind of think that his life has led him down the path that he has, but he's made, like you said, the choices that he's made. Yeah, it's just so like, I don't know. I just have this problem with people being like, no, he's a victim or like when you're like bad or I don't know, like some sort of you say something wrong and you're just like, no, but everyone attacked me. And that's why I'm, I am the way that I am. And it's like, no, you have to take responsibility and accountability for certain things that you do. And like, when when you do certain things like there's no turning back from that for a certain point in time and until you kind of do something that i don't know offsets some of what the bad you did like is i don't know it's just well again like you like i said before like you don't get to hop into a van and start running people over because nobody wants to get into bed with you like you don't get to do that like also you know that moment in the prequels when Anakin just kills all of those little kids in mm-hmm. the Jedi Academy like at that point you're like okay well right now he can't come back from that like that's just he's he has to be evil like you can't just massacre all these children and just think that oh it's okay like it's not like he had to go through a lot of stuff and like you know Vader had to sacrifice some things in order to be redeemed so like unless you sacrifice something like you can't really I don't know I feel like in storytelling like your mother I don't know maybe I I just I don't know but I think it's just as he stands now I just don't really I, I feel like there has to be a huge there has to be something that he gives up in order to be redeemed. Like you can't at this point in time, like you just, I don't think he's redeemable. Well, Vader gave up his life. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was, that was quite clear. And that's very, I I agree. And that's why I'm saying like Vader had to give up something Like he had to make a huge sacrifice and he did. And that's, and he was able to be redeemed. But like, unless you do something like that, I just don't see it. Like everyone's talking about, oh, the redemption of Ben Solo, blah, blah, blah. Like, but he has to give something up. It just can't, it can't just be Ray, like turns him into a good person. Like, it just, yeah, they, they can't just have Ray nag him into being a good guy. Yeah. That, that doesn't it, work. It's not, it's not believable. Like, come on. Even, even Adam Driver, I think has gone on record as saying that they're asking him about Kylo's redemption. And he, he kind of said something along the lines of, you know, it would be a pretty boring story if it wasn't going that way, you know? I, uh, I think. He may have, but I think Ryan Johnson has also alluded to it too. Like if he was just a villain to the end, it's not very interesting. And listen, like you had posted this re- recently, Kyle, uh, that whole thing. What is Star Wars to George Lucas? It's oh, love, love, man. Yeah, just love people. Just love people, man. And that's what Ray does. And if anyone can do it, it's her. And, you know, with the Leia factor, I think Kylo definitely has the potential to sacrifice himself in a redemption or whatever it is. But like, again, like that, I, I agree with that. Like, I agree that I agree with Ryan that if, if, if Kylo just stays evil till the end, it's not super interesting. It might be fitting. It might track well, maybe. But again, if you do the whole redemption thing, like we've seen that. And I, yeah, exactly. at this point, like Michelle, you, you weren't here the last time we spoke about this, but it goes back a while. But like, what would compel Kylo at this point to to redeem himself? Like, I I I can't 
I'm I no storyteller, really, but I don't see it's what Leia. Would, I just I don't think that Leia. Kylo. I don't think Kylo even thinks he needs to be redeemed because in Kylo's mind, like what he's doing is right, you know, and in terms of how he sees it, like he even says that to Ray, like he's just like, this is the new way. It's not, you know, all light or all dark, but they're going to he's like, come with me, join me. Let's create a new future of just this ambiguity. Like you know, where it's we redefine the lines. That's and, before he meets his 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 uncle for the last time too. Mm-hmm. Like totally schools him. Yeah, but I think I think that he just I don't think that Kylo thinks that. I mean, that was all revenge, like obviously, but he just doesn't. I don't think Kylo thinks that he he needs to do something to. I think he thinks that he's correct. So I don't think he feels like he needs to do some sort of thing to like offset his his like i don't know not evil but like his decisions that aren't necessarily i don't know how to say i I know what you mean it's it's very difficult to put all this into words because i mean there's so many variables and there's so much writing on the time gap between movies like how much headspace is this guy gonna have how much time is he gonna have to think about what he's done um i i don't know but like one of the for me one of the great things about Ray is that they didn't just take the first female lead and just shack her up with somebody. And yeah. I I hope they let her do that right through the end like just because you ha- wait I, I I choose my words more carefully but you don't have to slap her together with somebody. And and why does she have to t- be in a romantic relationship? She like doesn't. why can't she just be a freaking badass? Like I just I don't know. I like, just don't. Yeah, why can't why can't we get into future Star Wars movies, not Sky, Skywalker Saga, but the the first Ray movie? Does she need to have a husband or a wife or like can can Ray just go and train Jedi and be a warrior and and be the end of it? Like, does she have to be linked? No. No. You know yeah. what? That was doesn't... one of that was one of my my qualms about like the Finn Rose kiss. Like, I Forced. I just felt like it cheapened like her her trying her making that huge you know save i feel like it doesn't have to not, not everything has to be romantic like i feel like it can just be friendship and i don't know i just thought that 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 kiss was a little cheapening but well, she, I, she I was think, probably concussed you know well, yeah but, on him. but i mean i, don't I know, know i know exactly what like, you mean I, michelle I, like why do you have why does everything just have to be like i felt like it didn't need to happen it like i just not. I, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like when you try to force that stuff. Like, I just felt like, and I think I, with the whole thing with Ray and Ben too is just. Uh, can I, I just say something as a writer, as a writer, and as a singer? Um, everything's about love. Well, I, I'm sorry. Like we just no, I'm a writer too, but I don't think that everything is. I think it's. Mm. I mean, sure, like, a lot of people agree with, like, war usually has something to do with that. But, like, all wars, I don't, I don't know. I don't there's agree. Also, there's there's more than romantic love. I mean, God, where are we yeah, going with this? I mean, but there's more than I'm just saying. romantic like, love. It can be friendship love. Like, why does it all have to be freaking romantic? It can be yeah, familial. It can be I friendship. Say, I didn't say I'm romantic just... love, though. But I'm, I'm, I think that it's the, it's the biggest trope. It's, it's what makes us uh humans uh, as mammals s- special and different that i think that's what i i Are believe you saying it. that other animals can't feel love like that 
I mean, my dog loves me a lot, so <laughs> I feel a little offended. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, well, I'm sorry you feel that only humans can feel that kind of love. <laughs> well, I could never get into a dog's head, so I wouldn't be able to answer that question properly. But uh, no, I just believe that, like that, yeah, as as humans, I, I I believe it. Like that throughout history. Uh, Troy, uh, the, the the siege of Troy, everything, everything has to do with love. Everything. It's just about protecting who you love and all that. I get that. Well, like, yeah, that, that quote. Like, I never quote. said that there was. It was like uh, that. All all things are love. I was just saying that in this circumstance, in terms of romantic love, I don't think that it needs to all have to be romantic. Like I just no, no, I agree. Other types I agree. of love and like friendship and stuff like that like that is the relationship and that's love but i i feel like i don't want to like be misinterpreted in how i was talking i like when i was saying love earlier i, no, meant, I, I like, never a got that from you michelle yeah me either. like i just don't think no, that no, no. Needs to be I, I, and i'm not saying you were wrong i was just trying to clarify that i believe that like as a writer like when when you're uh just as, as a storyteller let's just say it that way um it, it's like it's that universal language. Uh, I just believe that the, it, it is the underlying to most of why people do the things they do. I, I don't know. That's just my. That's well, just like my Corey, point Corey alluded to this earlier. It's it's a book that's coming out later this year, um, and there's a quote attributed to George Lucas, and it says, "Love people." That's ba that's basically all Star Wars is, which is very simple. Love. It, yeah, I mean, he's. I don't. For the, my God, George Lucas is such a weird guy and such an awkward guy. I really don't think he's saying everybody needs to hook up with each other. And that, no, exactly. That's not what yeah. he's saying. Just, just you know, just love people. And that's that's what Star Wars is. And that's what, boy, that must that's gonna fire up people who don't like Rose because that's basically what she said. <laughs> exactly. Well, oh, I man. just want to say this, but the whole romantic love thing in Ray's regard, I don't. It's vomiting. No, not necessarily. It depends yes, it with Kylo. With oh. Kylo, yes. Yes. But I, I was vibing her and Poe at the end. And if they do kiss or something at the end of, t of uh, episode nine, what I like no. about that, oh, just hear me out, please. I just like the fact that Yoda says to Luke, she has all she needs. She is the next generation of Jedi. So if she does have the experience to be in a romantic relationship, we know that the, the new Jedi, however, or moving forward, have overcome that hurdle and saying, we can't love, we can't do it. <laughs> like, No, but I like the fact that she doesn't need it. Yes. Like she, I like that too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, if there were to go down that route, I would like oh. that it kind of represents no, that, but the, that. See, the thing, Ray does need it, but we're not, but she needs a familial love. She needs to be included yeah. with the family. She's not looking for a dude. She's looking for family. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that, and the thing with, with family is that like, she's looking for family. And I think in terms of the, in, like what Yoda says, like everything you have is right here. I think that that's indicative of the fact that she's created this amazing family out of people that she's chosen. Cause it's the, the family you choose. Like, I think that, you know, Leia and all of these people around her are her family now. And I think that that's just something that she needs to understand. And I feel like to me, that's how I interpreted what Yoda was saying in that, like, she keeps saying, like, I want to find my parents. I need to find my parents. I want to know who my parents are. Yeah. But, even with Maz. 
yeah, like, you know, for me, like, I think everywhere that you move, if you move somewhere far away, or if you start, you know, you make these the family out of the people you surround yourself with, and the people you choose to uh, run with. And I think that, you know, her family is the resist is the resistance. Absolutely. And Completely, uh, totally agree. everything she needs is right there, like her family and, and the and people you- who will die for her and go to bat for her. Think of it like this. Like, can we imagine by the end of nine, she's got this tight family, Poe and Finn and Rose and Leia and all these people are her new family. She's super tight with them. And for all these people that want to ship Ray and Kylo, she's going to then leave that family and go with him after everything no. he's done. Just, what a betrayal. Like, come on. If Ezra and the ghost like, crew. Yeah. That's like family. Like right there, the ghost crew is family. And like Ezra had issues with that being, you know, an orphan kind of like so that that was a good example of what we're talking about why do you have to ruin everything with rebels i don't understand <laughs> dude you're so cruising man you are cruising bro oh my god well like let's 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 keep it on kylo here like he's the villain i mean and, and to to ship those two to me is 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 highly toxic and is a terrible awful message to send to both young men and women it's i just totally agree with you i think in a romantic way yes but i want to see them platonically at the end like at peace with one another that's a completely different thing that's a yeah yeah, i just i just don't under like i feel i don't know i just i'm whenever i i I, i'm not saying that people shouldn't ship them and if the people do ship them like i'm not saying that that's wrong but i'm just saying like I don't know. It's just a really bad message to send oh, it's wrong. to it's young wrong to young people. Like I just that's not a healthy relationship, and I don't think it's smart to like try to I don't know push I don't, that. I don't, as, like, I, yeah, I don't think that. I just it's that, not a great that message. example of a relationship is not the one to be elevated. Nope. Yeah. In 2018, so we're trying to train young people to. This. Yeah, like in 2018, we're trying to train young people to. Uh, well, be then, less rapey. Well, be oh, be less rapey, more, but you know, as we're trying to more like, aware. balance things between other. the genders, like let's be a little more respectful towards one another. This relationship is not the one. This is not the template. So let's let's leave that romantic thing out of it. Corey, you talk maybe about a platonic love. Their 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 connection is undeniable. There is like, a no matter con- what you tell me. There's. There- they have, they yes, they have baked in some sort of connection between the two, both, both in interviews and within the text of the movie. There's something there. People reading it as romantic, I they're seeing something that I am absolutely not seeing. Me neither. Like I, I can kind of like, I can understand how people might interpret it. Yeah, with the shirtless way, scene. Should... But I just don't. I don't know. I just, but maybe it is just that. I don't know. Maybe Holly. It's because Hollywood is very. I don't know. They're very Kylo. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the producers and the writers are just. They think that they can get away with being that way, and like the girls will fawn all over them. I don't know if that's what they think, but I just don't think that that. I don't know. It's not a. I just. I can't. Like there's just. It just makes my my skin crawl when I think like that. If this is supposed to be the epic love story, I'm just like, count me out. Like, I don't. It should have been I established just, already. They're you know, not going down that route. Like, connection, yes. Romantic, no. 
But I don't know. The, they're very passionate. The people who who ship them together. Oh, they absolutely so, are. Like I can't. Even, I, I, I can't speak to them. I I just I'm I'm scared. I'm I can't scared. speak. I I I, can, I know I can't mix it up with these people. On I'll the, tell you on straight that up. Topic. There will be no romantic relationship between Kylo, Ben, and Ray. There's there's no there's no riding a tricycle there. So here's what I could see is happening towards the end. Like, you know how Obi-Wan has, has always sort of treated his fallen foes as like, look at the way he treated Darth Maul when he went down and Qui-Gon at, at the end. And uh, there's Satine. There's like three or four people that Obi-Wan has had to sort of hold as they die. I can see Ray doing that and sort of just having sympathy and, and trying compassion. to comfort, compassion and comfort Kylo at the end of his life, despite all he's done to her. And people will probably still say, see, she loves him. It's a totally different thing. She's just sort of respecting the person. Anyway. What if she lays down her life for him in an attempt to oh make God, him turn around? don't. He doesn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Ray is too good for him. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. But I think I think we've emptied the tank on that one. I think we're <laughs> anymore. We're just going to end up going around in circles it's, and just getting angry. The only way that Kylo can redeem himself to me is that if he like sacrifices himself to save Ray. That's or, just and for or me, Leia. Though. Yeah, or Leia. That's just how I. Or feel. the resistance. Destroy I don't think the first that order. I'm, I'm serious. I, I would know. like to see. I don't feel like I feel. I feel like that's a little pushing it. Like I feel like that's pushing him a little too far out of his character. I feel like it. It probably is. I don't know. To me, I think it might be res like someone involved in the resistance, but it is more to do with their connection and a relationship, like one on one that he feels like he needs to protect or he cares about someone a little bit more than himself. I, I feel like it's hard for him to care about anyone other than himself, though, to me. But so he's a narcissist. One hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I think he's a sociopathic narcissist. Yeah. How, how much would you pay to see Leia? face to face with Kylo and she just grabs him by the ear and she just bends his ear and you, you son of a bitch and she starts like, slapping that scar across his face <laughs> yeah, she say, Shout out, I'm where it was supposed to be I want to understand like how like where how did they like I don't how can how can you if your mom is Princess Leia like General Leia like how you can go so I don't know it's just I don't understand it it would be my favorite scene in Star Wars history if she if, if little five foot two Carrie Fisher grabbed big six foot two Adam driver and just twisted his ear and dragged him across the room and sat him in a chair and just, just, just laid put him on time him. out, man, put him in the corner, gave him a bottle and told him to shut up. He needs to go think about his actions. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, that would be the, f the best thing I'd ever seen. I come home and find my son using his body like an amusement park. <laughs> put a t-shirt on. Um, I think there's like a funny joke, Twitter account that I used to follow, which was like, um, like it was Han Solo and Princess Leia. And they were just like both telling Kylo to put a shirt on and stop bothering Ray. It's really funny. <laughs> I don't remember who it is, but I think it's like Hermit Luke. And then there's Leia and, and Han, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Emo Kylo. Oh God. Emo. Yeah. That's a good account. All right. Well, I think, I think uh, we're done there. I think uh, we've exhausted ourselves on Kylo. He is, he's exhausting. He's so frustrating. Oh, I was curious so to hear you guys' cute. answers, though. Like, I like that there was a bit of diversity there. I don't know if that, I don't know if there was. Yeah, yeah we're pretty much all the, on board, Corey. You moron. For the most part, <laughs> but it was—it still got pretty uh, intense. 
but also like we are we talk about this because we care like we care about his character we just we want him to do better and like if anyone were to do it like i in my mind's eye i cannot see anyone doing it better than adam driver like he knocks that role out of the park man true he absolutely does and he can only work with what's on the script in front of him so hopefully that is up to snuff as well yeah, and I I don't know. Uh, Chris Terrio is is doing the screenplay with JJ. I hope they have a lot of eyes on that. I hope so too. I absolutely hope there's a lot of eyeballs going going over, especially when it comes to the Kylo and Ray dynamic. If they plan on really treading that water, I really hope they get some uh, Ava Duvernay's in there to kind of glance that over and say, eh, "You might want to rethink this." Maybe I don't know. But anyway, so that's that's uh, that's our show for the week. But uh, before we leave, <gasps> it's time we got it. We got a oh. we, we got a black series center piece Luke to give away. Nice. Oh my god, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Luckily, I did not. So let's let's do that now, and we'll send the people away happy after we uh, talked about Kylan. I don't know. Do you think we made anybody listening mad? If you do, it's uh, with a Z at uh, tumblingsaber.com. Yeah. All hate mail can be directed there. Bring it. My positivity will outshine. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Again, before I get to the, the draw here, I want to thank Stubaka for your, your input this week. And uh, if you guys want to send in your questions and emails or whatever, you can do that and we'll have them for the next episode or a future episode. And thanks to Rob Wade of Emotionally14.com and the Crazy Train Podcast for sharing this. It's a tight little family of, of podcasts. E14 approved podcast got going on. Proud to be a part of that. And so with that said, here we go. Let's pull a name here before we close the show. Centerpiece Luke. This month. Going out to. Carlos, 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 Carlos. Oh my goodness. Talk about beginner's luck. Justin Lyon. Shut oh up. my gosh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Congrats, How about bud. that? This you must feel like so thankful that you decided to become a powerful friend when you did. Yeah, that's bang for your buck. Great timing. There you go, man. Justin. How, I feel bad. For, well, Kigo's won before, but <laughs> this is this is immediate beginner's luck. Look you know who's that. never won? Well, you? a lot of people. We, st- <laughs> we, st- we still haven't had a two-time winner. Unless you count the, the Dave Donovan. Dave Donovan. Yeah. I don't know. If I, it's kind of loopholed. We haven't had a loophole in this episode, so I, I loophole that in that it was a it was a random sneak attack giveaway. It wasn't it wasn't held on the main pod. All I, right, I put forth a running gag that uh, <laughs> every every contest should, should be won by me, even though my name wasn't in the hat. But uh, Kyle said no. I said no. Anyway, so Kigo tells me that uh, Star Wars collectibles are like unobtainium in Australia. So I'm, I'll be happy <laughs> to send this down to Australia and uh, add a plus one to that tally. So Justin, congratulations, man. All right, guys, let's uh, let's draw the show to a close here. Uh, Michelle, where can people find you on social media? 
You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at tediously underscore brief. And I also have a book blog, bookstagram uh, called at traveling book nerds on Instagram, where I blog and showcase photos of all my fandom stuff and books and, and things. Yeah. And um, on the Facebook, I'm Michelle Grandine. That's it. And Carlos? Uh, for me, you can find me uh, at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Carlos Candido. I uh, will be uh, relaunching my Patreon uh, starting on August 1st. Uh, and uh, if we get to 10 patrons by the end of the month, uh, we're going to do those draws for um, those uh, micro fighters. And uh, I will be releasing a song a month, guys, a song a month for all the patrons. And eventually, once I get to 10 songs, that's going to be an album. And you would have heard first. So go to Patreon, Carlos Creates, and uh, check it out. And, uh, you know, throw a few uh, buckaroos my way. <laughs> now, do I, I'm still in, right? Like, once you reactivate, I'm still in? Yes, absolutely. It should pick me right back up, right? Yeah, because what happened was I, I launched in April, but I went through a, a life change. Uh, and uh, I, I put that Patreon campaign on pause. I'm going to be tweaking a couple of the, um, the, uh, the reward levels. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, the value is going to be off the charts. And uh, yeah, so fun times. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And Corey, where can people find you? Hit me up on Twitter at Chump Rules with a Z. I'm off this week, so let's do it. And you can find me at uh, Tumbling Saber on, on Twitter and also on Instagram where I post much less frequently, but uh, I'll, I'll be glad to hook up with you right there anyway. And also, please come join us in our Facebook closed group, the Tumbling Saber closed book. My God, I can't speak anymore. Come join us in our closed Facebook group where it was absolutely alive and vibrant with action this past weekend. Come join the fray there. It's a lot of fun and we get to speak about Star Wars behind the safety of the uh, the closed doors of the Facebook community. So do that. And also let me uh, draw your attention to the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. We've got a lot of great podcasts and maybe one more on the way. And uh, there's nine shows possibly a 10th on the way, and they're all awesome. They're all going to do amazing work this week. I'm sure you're going to hear some takes on uh, the recent announcements from Star Wars. Go check it out either on, on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider or, like I said, at StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And later this week, for our powerful friends, we've got Journals of the Willing. So Michelle and Elaine and myself will be back. We'll be talking a lot about the news from Star Wars books and comics that came from San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm looking forward to that. And we'll, we'll also talk about some of the things we've been reading. And if you want to hear that, if you want to be the, uh, the first group of people to hear that, you can go to our Patreon page, become a powerful friend at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. You can go browse the reward tiers and pick the one that's best for you. And we would be eternally grateful for your support. Uh, the powerful friends, I think we, I, I think... We try to spoil them. We try to do a whole lot of good in terms of programming and, and the giveaways here. And so hopefully, hopefully you can find, uh, you know, leave, leave aside one coffee a month and come join us in that community. And uh, 
I, I think what, what's the magic number? Forty. That's right. At Forty patrons. We <laughs> we're gonna try and do a weekly Sith disturbers. Oh yeah. Oh god. I don't. We'll no. see about that. But uh, that's that's sort of on the table. So if you want to become a powerful friend and help push that along, you can do that on our Patreon page at Tumbling Saber. And that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. So have yourselves an awesome week, and we'll speak to you in episode 138. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Shiver my hands down to my feet